Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, September 1st, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes. 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one at Tim Gettys. Happy to be here. Kind of Funny Games Daily live on YouTube. My first one. Very exciting How's stuff. How does it feel? Are you excited? It feels how really you, good. I, I, actually, how are you feeling, Mr. COVID? Yes, yes. I am, I'm feeling significantly better than I was. You know, good. I would say I, I have that feeling right now where I want to say I'm at 100% because I feel that way compared to where I was. Sure. Uh, but I'm not. You know, I still like I, I'm realizing there is the brain fog stuff people talked about. That's yeah. real. You know, yeah. this cough, not fun at all. No. I am really fatigued, really tired, more than sure. normal. So sure. all that stuff sucks. But I will say definitely through the worst of it. Uh, last weekend sucked. The last couple of days had moments here and there. But I'm happy to be back on content. It, it's been uh, it's been hard for me seeing you guys talk about all these cool things popping up, all the news, fun. all the cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, so this is I'm on a lot of stuff today. So I'm excited for that. Going to get back into that. Oh, you mean you're on a lot of shows. OK, I thought you meant you're like on a lot of drugs. Like, you know, no, I mean, no, no, no. I'm on a lot of shows. Advil. No, I'm on a ton of shows today because so good. far this week, I've only been on Game of Thrones in uh, screencast on Monday. Wow. Look at you. And then and now today I'm on She-Hulk screencast. That's live now. You can go check that out. I'm on this right now. I got Rocky Balboa in review later. <sighs> Living my best life. My best Here's content what I need life. to know. Here, this is the content life. Here's what I need to know. Of course, uh, I had a complicated schedule this morning and today, so I mm-hmm. didn't get to watch She-Hulk ahead of time. Because I, mm-hmm. I, you know, She-Hulk debuted during the vacation. I've actually enjoyed being what I think people refer to as a normal person, which means I, Jen and I watch it Thursday evening after dinner with a bowl yeah. of popcorn, like a real thing. Not that I have to wake up and fucking watch it while I'm brushing my teeth or whatever so I can talk about it on the show. How was this episode? Yes or no? Yay, yay or nay? We good or bad? Oh, I'm all in on She-Hulk. All but is this episode this episode was a good one is a banger I, I, I personally was very very much into this episode okay cool i'm excited yeah. to see it i'm excited to see it <laughs> uh michael jacobs in the chat before we went live here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games screamed i woke up ready to bop let's go and that's the energy i'm gonna need from you to chat all right because today we're talking about xbox reconfirming call of duty is coming to playstation 5 and game pass halo has some good and bad news and you might be getting a Zelda blowout this month. We'll have Blow me out, Zelda. I, I was when I, I was when I had it in there. I was like, "There's got to be somewhere I want to go with that." And I was like, "You know what? I'll keep it. I'll keep it vanilla." I'm glad you were mm-hmm. there to take it to the blow me out, Zelda. Mm-hmm. We'll have all this and more because this is kind of funny games daily. Each and every week, on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that. Be part of the show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get the exclusive post show we do each and every week. And of course you get these bevy of benefits for things like PS. I love you. XOXO, the X cast, the games cast and everything under the video game sun. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Of course you can get the show for free on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, where guess what? We are live streaming it right now. Our week long experimentation project we are in college and we're experimenting ladies and gentlemen where we are streaming live to youtube.com slash kind of funny games is continuing of course we're usually on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we'll talk about that later for now youtube.com slash kind of funny games on demand roosterteeth.com on demand podcast services around the globe on demand some housekeeping for you of course first off use our epic creator code kind of funny if you are buying something on the epic game store if you're playing fortnite if you're playing my favorite game of the moment rumbleverse put in the creator code kind of funny on whatever platform you're using and we'll get a few bucks when you buy stuff and that's great also as i mentioned ps i love you xoxo i'm wearing the shirt right now if you're uh, if you're not a if you're a, if you're a, if you're an audio listener kind of funny.com slash store and you can see the shirt look at me this is good i got some moves right now i feel like a snake you know do, 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 do. i'm coming out of the basket um <laughs> however P.S. I love you, XOXO, has a brand new episode right now. You should go get it because it's The Last of Us Part 1 versus The Last of Us Part 2. We have a scientific rubric 
to judge there these games. There can only be one. We're judging these games against themselves to see who will actually be the winner. We come down to a conclusive answer. Will it make Blessing cry? No, but maybe we can one day. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by ExpressVPN and Chime, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. Now, Tim, mm-hmm. we're going to start in the land of the Xbox, all right? Yes. Number one, we have the one, the only, Phil Spencer head of Xbox, reconfirming Call of Duty coming to PlayStation and talking about Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass. That is the old headline you're going to see around the internet today. Those are the tweets you're going to see around the internet today. It's coming from a blog, a Microsoft blog, titled Gaming for Everyone Everywhere, Our View on the Activision Blizzard Acquisition. Tim, Mm -hmm. as you know, there's nothing I respect more than our listeners slash viewers' time. So I usually go through, distill things down, cut it up, do this or whatever. I'm going to read the entirety of the blog here. Wow. I know it's a crazy one, but it's Phil talking. And as I was telling Barrett beforehand, it's the most direct I feel they've ever been on the answers to, is it coming to PlayStation? What about Game Pass and stuff like that? But beyond that, because I've already given you the news and the headline, Mm -hmm. it's the framing of why Activision Blizzard matters to phil so you might say this if i was just to jump into it i feel like this man does not respect my time anymore but mm-hmm. ma'am sir person i do respect your time and i want you to know that they don't call you greg context miller for nothing i don't think they really call me that here we after go. this they will fair enough just believe here we go phil spencer everybody game developers around the world are creating innovative and groundbreaking games we think that we can do more to bring those experience to the billions of players everywhere Our announcement in January that we intend to acquire Activision Blizzard was an important milestone in our journey to do so. Since then, regulators, game developers, and players have been asking what the acquisition means for the industry and, most importantly, for players. While we love consoles, we recognize that they are not the only way that people play games. Today, the largest and fastest growing segment of gaming is mobile platforms. To reach the billions of players where they are, and no matter what device they play on, we knew we need to embrace choice. Giving players choice in how they play their games makes gaming more accessible and leads to larger, more vibrant communities of players. Choice is equally important to developers. Developers benefit from having a diversity of distribution and business models for their games. Choice unlocks opportunities for innovation and enables the industry to grow. We are expanding choice in two ways. Through the creation of Game Pass, which gives players a subscription option, and by bringing more games to mobile platforms, including through our cloud gaming streaming technology. Subscription services like Game Pass make gaming more affordable and help players from all over the world find their next favorite game. Game Pass empowers developers to bring more games to more players, not fewer. We intend to make Activision Blizzard's much-loved library of games, including Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty, available in Game Pass and to grow those gaming communities. By delivering even more value to players, we hope to continue growing Game Pass, extending its appeal to mobile phones and any connected device. Bringing more games to mobile platforms, however, requires new capabilities. The expertise and teams at Activision Blizzard bring... I'm sorry, the expertise that the teams at Activision Blizzard bring in developing games for mobile platforms will help us understand how to create games and engage players around the world. In addition, we hope that players will be eager to play traditional console games from Activision Blizzard on other platforms via our cloud gaming streaming technology. This promises to open up mobile gaming, creating new distribution opportunities for game developers outside of the mobile app stores while delivering compelling and immersive experiences for players by using the power of the cloud. And we can extend the joy of playing two devices that people already own, including smart TVs and laptops. Honestly, I probably could have cut that last sentence, but I'm nitpicking there. In doing so, we will pursue a principled path. We've heard that this deal might take franchises like Call of Duty away from places where people currently play them. That's why, as we've said before, we are committed to making the same version of Call of Duty available on PlayStation on the same day the game launches elsewhere. 
We will continue to enable people to play with each other across platforms and across devices. We know players benefit from this approach because we've done it with Minecraft, which continues to be available on multiple platforms and has expanded to even more since Mojang joined Microsoft in 2014. As we extend our gaming storefront across new devices and platforms, we will make sure that we do so in a manner that protects the abilities of developers to choose how to distribute their games. We will continue to engage with regulators with a spirit of transparency and openness as they review this acquisition. We respect and welcome the hard questions that are being asked. The gaming industry today is robust and dynamic. Industry leaders, including Tencent and Sony, continue to expand huh. their deep and extensive library of games, uh, as well as other entertainment brands and franchises, which are enjoyed by players everywhere. We believe that a thorough review will show that a combination of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard will benefit the industry and players. For all the players and game developers out there, you remain at the center of everything we do, and we will continue to listen to your feedback and do everything we can to nurture this industry we all love. Tim, mm -hmm. yeah, I liked the way you went, ah, because there's a lot here for us as fans and then a lot to read between the lines on. Where do you want to start? Uh, I mean, there's a couple things that I wanted that I highlighted on the doc here that I wanted to get into uh, just to start off where you were saying that you would almost would have cut the line. Uh, we extend the joy of playing to, to devices that people already own, including smart TVs and laptops. I am happy you didn't cut that because I think that that's uh, important context uh to this whole thing of again how xbox kind of sees their place in the industry and expanding the industry and in a lot of ways redefining what the industry can be where it is no longer and it hasn't been for a while just a video game console but it can also just be so much more than that and it's wherever you can play video games and they want that to be in as many damn places as possible i think of this course. entire statement from phil is the biggest thesis statement of where xbox is at thus far that we've had we've gotten bits and pieces of this in a ton of different interviews and as uh more and more he even starts this off saying that there's been the legal side talking to him there's been developers talking to him, there's been players talking to him so we've getting the quote here quote here quote there i like that this is like here's all the quotes in one place here's me trying my best at this moment in time september 1st 2022 what i can say what i know we can stand and believe in where xbox is at currently when it comes to regarding all, all the Activision deals, because they can't talk about a lot of the parts of it legally at this point. And the, the big, you know, you bring it up of like putting it all here. That's one of the reasons we're, we're doing the story and leading with this story. I think the Game Pass thing is a nice confirmation. We've all assumed that would happen. It's been hemmed and hawed on. But the PlayStation thing as well, where as Phil said, as Xbox and Phil say in this thing, right? As we've said before, However, since they've said that, there was then the thing of, wait, is there only a three-year deal and this is what it would be and yada, yada, blah, 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 and back and forth and back and forth, where there has been so much, not misspeak, but so much misinformation, so much uh, opinions being interpreted and then other contracts and stuff like this. To bring it all together and give this here is the, this is the most clear Xbox and Phil have ever been about this, let alone why they're doing it, whatever. However, there is the undercurrent of, we've seen, the regulators and this, but the regulators getting called out, right? Which has been in the news lately a lot as Sony has been filing things with regulators about this going on. And then of course being reviewed in other countries. And then even the ending here, right? Where they're like, again, all this great stuff. Don't worry. Uh, game pass for you. That'll be great. It'll be on PlayStation five. As we continue to engage with regulators and the spirits of trend, we respect and welcome the hard questions. The gaming industry today is robust in that industry leaders, including Tencent and Sony continue. It's very much being like a, we understand you're looking at this deal and you think this could be a monopoly, but also look the fuck over here at what Tencent and Sony are doing. Like, yeah. this is a very, you, you can see why this, this missive was launched today. Yeah. Oh, and I, again, I think that this is the most clear and ironically concise uh, version of a lot of the statements that have been made before. And when you put all these statements together into this one thing, it does create a picture that doesn't paint them as, evil as the whole situation can be when you're just kind of taking it piecemeal right yeah. and i i think there's a lot of interesting things to take from this right like another thing i bolded here is we know players benefit from this approach because we've done it with minecraft we've talked about this a lot that it is not an unprecedented thing that xbox owned properties after an acquisition remain on other consoles right which is a rarity we don't see that often but 
it has happened with one of, and at the time, the biggest game in the world, right? Minecraft is a pre-Fortnite situation. It was the Fortnite before Fortnite. And it's to this day still being everywhere, uh, but being owned by Xbox shows that, yes, there is a way that this can work. Now, applying that to Call of Duty is a totally different ball game, but the same principles apply. So them kind of legitimately saying Minecraft and saying we've done it before in relation to how Call of Duty is going to work, I think is the most clear Phil's been so far, despite having been very clear already about how this is going to work as of this moment. Now, I do think the realities are anytime we get one of these, the big wigs at any of the big game companies saying statements, those statements are only representative of the moment that they are moment set. in time, the and, moment in fucking time, <laughs> the amount of times things are said of like, Oh, we believe in generations or this or this or this. It's like, you, you got to give up on the old stuff because at some point it's outdated and it just does not apply anymore, but it did apply at the time to their thinking. And you need to kind of look at it and see how those statements actually shook out. How once they did get on the other end, were they, was it lip service? Were they just telling us things to like get us somewhere or, did they did their decisions back up what they said in hindsight right and those are the kind of things where I'm like you look at that and you're like okay you can trust what's being said here or not depending on who the person is what they said etc cetera, etc cetera. i also think it's extremely extremely interesting they say industry leaders including Tencent and Sony just the simple ordering of those right like not putting Sony first like i'm not saying it in some weird fanboy uh war between the consoles i'm saying it more in the sense of damn 10 cent like that is how xbox is looking at the video game industry is that an industry leader first top of mind 10 cent right yeah that is such a, a dramatic shift from how we used to look at video games when if you were talking about industry leaders you're talking about the big three now all of a sudden there is this x factor that is not new it's been here for a while and it is there because they've been gobbling up and acquiring everything. So sometimes because quietly, of that, sometimes very vocally. <laughs> and because of that, they are now the first top of mind industry leader in this conversation. And in they this are conversation, the thing. yeah. Because again, in Phil's this. trying to and Xbox are trying to make this point of like mm-hmm. what we're doing isn't even nearly as big as what Tencent's been doing. So why are we mm-hmm. getting our balls busted? Yeah, I just think I that context to all of this, I think, is uh, a very, very telling place of the argument he's trying to make and the vision that they have and that they've continued to stand by for how they see Xbox in the industry going forward and what it means for the companies that they currently own and soon will own. Yeah, it's a fascinating read. Uh I don't think it's lip service. Like, I do believe in doing so, we will pursue a principled path. I 100% believe that, yes, that is what Phil thinks and what Phil wants to do with Xbox and where they want to go. But to your point, leadership changes over time. And, you know, also plans change. Like, obviously, if I'm not saying this would happen, but if Xbox got rocked and was on their heels and needed to do something and needed to make money, then, yeah, do they th- they throw the exclusivity switch right on Call of Duty and try to switch that and make it go. And I'm talking years from now and, it, you know, they will other hypothesis to go they're going to 100 i i personally my money is on this is a timed thing once they get through the the deals that they have and that unless the gaming world dramatically shifts even more which at this point literally anything can happen and like if game pass ends up on playstation right like that's a totally different ball game that we're talking about but i do think that at a certain point call of duty will not be released on playstation consoles but all right I here's what i'm gonna do here's what i'm gonna do here's what i'm gonna do then i'm mm-hmm. gonna stop you in your tracks with another question then are you saying the same thing for minecraft or do you think now we're just in i mean i think you they're said just, they're, they're, they are while there are similarities there are also very big, big differences. differences and it what the big the biggest difference is how the money is made and the revenue and the upfront cost of an annualized title that is a premium 70 dollar release right that is the thing that just looking at Looking at how Xbox has uh, put their strategy into play when it comes to Game Pass and their subscription service thing, they are tripling down, quadrupling down on this and bringing in the smart TVs and the laptops and all this. When you read the tea leaves of all of this, like they are trying to create an all digital, all subscription service where you are subscribing to Xbox. They don't give a shit where you're doing it, but of that course. is the product that they are offering. And I think we're, we're it's almost silly to talk about it now because I feel like people are just going to get up in arms and be like, but they said this and they said this. And they, they, why would they leave the money on the table? All valid arguments and absolutely correct. I think that for the next five years, there is absolutely no worry about Call of Duty not being on PlayStation. 
I think that year six and PlayStation forward, six is when we get interesting, huh? Totally. Like absolutely. I, I, I would be shocked if we, we get there and the, we're, we're not seeing a dramatically different landscape than we're at right now in terms of how these games are released. If physical games are even released, period. I wish, but you know how people are. Y'all need your destroy all human statue and boxed copy. Even no, though it's just a don't. box, there's no not copy anymore. in there. We have enough. Baron, we're gonna get you more, Barrett. We're gonna get no, you another please. one. Please. Right, as you know, so as bad. I said at the top of the show, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing an experiment where we stream on youtube.com slash kinda funny games. That means I get the live chat over there. And I like to thank it and welcoming people who are probably meeting us for the first time. In the chat I saw it go through. Uh Ushi Noniko said, Hold up. Did Microsoft buy Activision Blizzard? Ushi, I'm going to need you to click subscribe on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and then click mm-hmm. the notification bell. Because as somebody who hosts and pioneered a daily video game news show, it's upsetting that apparently this is your first time here. Now, granted, maybe you got kicked by a horse. You were in a coma. You just woke Jesus. up and then you came here. I appreciate that. A lot, that a lot of things have happened. A lot of things have happened. That's Barrett. Barrett, introduce yourself to Ushi. Hi, Ushi. My name's Barrett. I'm the peanut gallery here at Kind of Funny. <laughs> How long have you been here, Barrett? uh almost four years and so now we're into this weird spot issue where i'm not sure when you got kicked by the horse so if you already knew barrett barrett's married since you last saw him so that's a big deal and he got a dog named lulu and she's very cute i digress number two on the rope report ladies and gentlemen (laughs) believe it or not it's more xbox news this is halo infinite has dated forge They've also dumped split screen call up and people are pissed off. We go to IGN.com where Ryan Leston writes and shows uh, the roadmap, if you can bring that up for me, Barrett. Halo Infinite is finally getting Forge mode, launching on November 8th, 2022. And the full release of online campaign co-op will now arrive on the same date. Sadly, though, split screen co-op has been canceled entirely. In a new update, developer 343 announced details of its winter update coming on November 8th, which comes with some long-awaited modes. Forge mode will allow Halo Infinite fans to essentially create their own content, building new maps with a sophisticated editor and sharing them along with the community. Arriving as a beta, uh, we're still not totally sure on included details, parentheses, although a leak has looked impressive. 343 Industries is also launching two multiplayer, two new multiplayer maps on November 8th, uh, which will showcase exactly what Forge can do, as they were made entirely in Forge mode. The winter update also sees the full version of online campaign co-op finally roll out to all players, allowing you to team up with your buddies and tackle Halo Infinite's campaign together. Expect to find new achievements, cross-platform support, mission replay, and shared progression. After several delays and a beta, it's been a long time coming. However, there's bad news for fans of Couch Co-op. The local split-screen co-op mode has now been canceled. It's a blow to those who have been waiting since launch for the old-school feature, but it's seemingly a matter of priorities. Quote, In order to improve and accelerate ongoing live service development and to better address player feedback and quality-of-life updates, we've had to reall- we have reallocated studio resources and are no longer working on local campaign, uh, campaign split-screen co-op, said 343 Industries. Alongside these new additions, the winter update will include the the Match XP beta, allowing players to level up alongside the 30-level battle pass. There's also a new game mode, uh, Covert One Flag, which features asymmetrical loadouts and round-based gameplay just to mix it up a bit. Tim, Mm -hmm. you are a big Halo fan. Yes, I am. Every Thanksgiving for Curran's birthday, you all get together and play Halo and nerd out. You play Smash 2, but Halo's there. Mm -hmm. You were excited for Infinite. You played Infinite at launch. You had a good time. Since then, it's been a rocky road for Halo Infinite. It has, and it's so unfortunate. And, you know, we spent years, honestly, talking about Halo Infinite and what Halo Infinite needed to be. And uh, I feel like the the asks were were large, right? There was yeah. a lot going into this. Like, there was uh, multiple factors to bring into play. There's the idea that this is one of the biggest franchises in gaming history one of the most beloved um and more than that one of the most iconic to a console manufacturer titles that we've ever seen and it launching with the new generation or around the new generation of xbox a lot of excitement after a couple of the more like less exciting entries in the franchise uh with halo 5 um i feel like at the end of the day they didn't accomplish what they needed to do and 
I feel like there was a lot of different metrics that you can compare that to. I mean, I feel like even just comparing it to the Xbox has Halo and PlayStation has God of War. We know how that went on the Sony side. And I think that when you look at the Xbox side, the there's a very high quality game here in Halo Infinite. There's a lot of fun to be had. There was a lot of some of the best Halo moments I can imagine that I had in those couple months that I even played Infinite. But we have all, everyone, every single person that, loved the old school halo that understood what made that stuff special was like oh man it doesn't seem great that they're not launching with with co-op that is such an important thing to the people it's important to it's not important to everybody but to the people it is they're like oh this seems like a miss right and it definitely was and here we are still getting delays on this still having all these things and it's like it's way too late for all that but then there's this um next level of of needs which is forge mode forge mode is not something that is the oldest of old school Halo fans that, you know, the boomers out there that I mean, obviously include myself in that remember the land parties of Halo 1 and the uh, Xbox Live days of Halo 2 and Halo 3. When Forge became a thing around there, it changed the game of what Halo could be. Halo was now a sandbox of fun. Halo did not need to end with what the developers were giving us. It was the community and they gave some incredible, incredible game types and maps and just honestly endless fun when it came to halo which is a game that is simply fun to play that is the perfect combination of things for a video game uh so all of this now with how they're talking about it it's like oh man we are just still kind of like struggling to get to that like oh it has the things we expected it to have and i think because of that it it puts halo in a at this point unwinnable position you mentioned something in passing, not really relating to it, but you compared it to, you know, what people wanted out of Halo Infinite was the God of War moment, right? It was, hey, look at this return to form for an old, uh, an old franchise, right, that maybe wasn't getting so much shine as it used to. What's fascinating about this is that they're launching all this November 8th. November 9th is God of War Ragnarok. Like I and I, th- don't get me wrong, there's two different platforms here. There's they are two different kinds of games, but it is this thing that I have to imagine with the road we've had so far with Halo Infinite. I look at this and as somebody who you know, obviously I was what a month in, uh, maybe even less than that when Halo Infinite launched, and I had been right, like I had my my first son, so I was not playing, and I'm not, I have no Halo juice and you know uh, legacy with it. I, I still was like, oh, it's an you know open world, all the stuff. It's something I want to try. And then I was like, maybe I'll jump in with you guys. Co-op got delayed or whatever. I was like, oh, well, then I'll wait and I'll wait, I'll wait. Now for me, I'm like, oh, well, on uh, November 8th, I'm not going to start Halo Infinite Co-op when I'm going to be playing God of War or Ragnarok the next day or still working on the Platinum from the review period or whatever. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think this is a, a, a badly timed decision to, even if this is great, even if Forge Mode is amazing, like, why go there and immediately get dwarfed in the news? You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, is you're gonna? How much time do you have on IGN or for anybody? Everybody will be streaming the next day. God of War Ragnarok. But maybe I'm just thinking too much about marketing. I, it's it's complicated because I do think again there this is unwinnable position number fifty when it comes to Halo Infinite. But I almost feel like with these type of updates, it nothing in this update is going to compete with God of War, and I don't even think that that matters to them. Like, this but I is think like, here's my thing is that I think campaign co-op for halo in this forge thing they're talking about could not compete with god of war let me i'm sorry let me dial back not compete with god of war but it could grab headlines it could grab twitch streams it could be something that you could see people getting invested in i just think that this is a bad time to launch this yeah i mean obviously it's like it's not ideal but i almost think that when it comes to like forge and this stuff the launch isn't the most important part it's the couple months after sure that's fair you know so i feel like day of everybody getting into it yeah, and hey, you're talking never about, forget, right? November 9th, 2004, baby, Halo 2. I was there. I was there. You lived it. Uh, of course, you can write in to be part of the show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. You can also uh, tip and uh, just give us money on YouTube, I guess, right? That's something you do, whatever. And shout out to MS7 Sanchez, who gave us $100 just to say, lol, the future horse president. <laughs> <laughs> okay he ain't wrong he ain't wrong but anyways tyler from vancouver canada wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says i need Snowbike mike's hot takes on the halo roadmap ladies and gentlemen please welcome the host of the kind of funny x cast to kind of funny games daily it's the one the only the master of hype 
Snowbike Mike. Oh, snap. I'm on the show to talk about Halo. Tim Geddes, let's talk about the hype or the lack that there is. Of course, Greg, you talk about God of War. I think the best thing to do is to release all of this lackluster content the day before God of War so then everybody forgets about it the next day and we never talk about Halo for another six months until Jesus. they come out with another lackluster content update. But let's be for real here. Of course, we know that this dev team really cares about Halo and they are trying really, really hard to figure this out and they just cannot figure out or really get a good footing on the live service side of things. You talk about the God of War moment and we did have that, right? We had killer gameplay on the multiplayer and single player side. We had a great campaign that players really did enjoy, right? But the issue was content, content, content. And when we look back right now, it has been a full year since release and players that love Halo Infinite like myself and many more only received two maps, uh, minimal content Crazy. updates when it came to game modes and a whole lot of microtransactions. And there were people that really tried hard to hold through through this, but really it never clicked. It's not what we are used to in a call live service game or just an old multiplayer game. If you look back to older Halos or Call of Duties, we used to get content map updates with four to eight maps where sure you would buy them, but at least they were dropping throughout the year and the game didn't get stale after 12 months, which really, really is tough. But when I look at this, right, Halo co-op is a ton of fun. We got to play that myself and the X-Cast crew and a number of best friends played that during that kind of beta period. And it is awesome. If you get the opportunity to jump in with you and four friends, that Halo Infinite campaign co-op experience with four people is a blast and a ton of fun. It works cross-play. It, it's awesome, right? It is sad to see split screen go. And I know a lot of Halo stands will get in the comments they believe that split screen has to stay forever. Unfortunately, in this world, I haven't had someone on my couch, Greg Miller, in years. I haven't had someone want to sit there and split half of a 32-inch television with me in years. We've moved on past that, and it's probably best with a team that's already way behind the eight ball to drop a feature like that. And I know people are going to get upset, but you know what? That's just where we're at in 2022. We kind of got to move past that. On the flip side... Yo, Greg Miller, Forge is lit. I've been keeping up with a lot of the Forge, we'll call it quote-unquote leaks, but really what the insiders have been doing, creating a Forge play, uh, play field or playground, and it's awesome. The things that people have created in Forge are truly, truly blown away and really, really something special. I think people are going to be wowed by the content and what the users from the community have created, and I think that will give a lot of play hours. But the downfall is a lot of people are going to jump in as the casual audience and look for what is Halo multiplayer, just the basic playlist and maps and only having two new maps, one new kind of game mode that isn't really going to cater to them is not going to be a big thing that they want. And so unfortunately, we're going to go a full year here without any wowing or reason to stick with Halo Infinite. I mean, we talked about it at the end. It was big three last year between Halo, Battlefield, and Call of Duty. They had the opportunity to seize the spotlight. They really didn't. Now you go up again. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 is right around the corner. You have Battlefield, or you have Warzone 2 right around the corner. And this doesn't give any reason for me to want to play Halo more than those two when those drop in October and respectively, hopefully, by the end of the year, which is really, really tough. So Forge, I'm excited for. Custom playlists I like. I love the idea of them finally looking right now at a Spartan career rank instead of just my battle pass, right? I want that number next to my name. I want to continue to gain match XP. I want to be able to build that up. That's something we've been talking about since the beginning. It's a lot. It's a lot to break down and look at, and I'm sure we'll talk a lot more in depth on the kind of funny X cast, but there is some good. And then for most people, there's going to be a lot of bad coming out of this, which I hey. think we all kind of expected here. This team is just behind the eight ball on the live service. They're really trying, but they haven't figured it out. I have a question about the team, but before then, I do want to raise something that's been going through the chat that I just need that uh, legitimately Greg is not doing a bit here. This is what the YouTube chat has brought up, and I would like to just present it to Mike, the master of hype, the expert in Halo. Michael, who had a better first year for post-game content? Halo Infinite or Avengers? <laughs> Avengers, Greg Miller, just for you. 
Hey, I mean, how, throw up how your can builders, I everybody from the collector's edition. We did it. Let, can you fucking believe that? We had Wakanda. We had multiple heroes. <laughs> You're goddamn right. We won this one, ladies and gentlemen. How have you saw it? It's, it's the, been a good it's, year, Greg. It's the it's year two, two anniversary. Two year anniversary of Avengers. You can go right now and log in and get a face put nameplate on, on Avengers for free. It's free. It's, go get it. It's been two maps, about four game modes, and a whole lot of microtransactions. I don't think anyone in their right mind can walk away going, man, Halo had a solid year, a great year, or even a good year. That is really, really disappointing, the year that we came off of, because they had so much momentum. You think of October, the pre-release of the incredible. multiplayer before the single-player rights, and then we move into that, we go, incredible multiplayer, an awesome HCS, right? Everybody was gassed up, hundreds of thousands of people watching competitive Halo. People were going out of their minds, and then three months later, even the the hardcore of hardcore, which is Andy Cortez playing by himself in his bedroom, eventually just dropped off and never played this again. And it's hard to look at this here and go, man, Microsoft's biggest IP, which was Halo, the flagship title, really didn't do what they needed to do this year. And that's sad <clears throat> to say, but it wasn't a good year at all. Ladies Dude, and like gentlemen, it's an X-Cast takeover. Welcome the best oh, voice snap. in the business, Paris Lilly. So... I literally ended a meeting. I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I got to go. I got to go do something because I had to be here <laughs> just for this. So first off, Greg Miller, I have to say, we already recorded XCast, and I'm just kicking myself that we don't have our open platform. We should have never moved to Tuesday, Miller. That's all I'm here, saying. Yes. Oh, shut up. It never works out. Here's what I want to say. All right, here's what I want to say. I saw that tweet earlier, and I my asshole clenched. Because I thought you recorded it, we're posting on Friday. You, yeah. this is the best case scenario. You recorded it and it's live, and you're not late on the news. You get now you're here on Games Daily, and you'll get to talk about it, it next week. It, Have a exactly. Great now I want to address something to Snowbike Mike, my fantastic host on Xcast. What is something that I have been saying since 2020, all the way up until the launch in 2021? Halo Infinite cannot be okay. It has to be great, and I hate to say this. It's not even okay. Ooh. It's not. And 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 that that comes off of everything that you just said, Mike. It it had such a great launch with the with the campaign. We were willing to say, all right, a few months delay for for Forge and co-op is okay. Here we are now. What, 18 months later, however long it's been, I'm bad with math, but <laughs> it's still not, it's still not out. And we're gonna get the the forge, we're gonna get the co-op in November. Great. But the fact that season three is not coming until March, you can't help but be disappointed in that. And I watched the video with Joe Staten. Obviously, we had Joe Staten on XCast and Brian Gerard, you know, in that video today. But I, I feel for them because clearly they're trying to do the right thing with the game. They're trying to do the right thing for the team. They're trying to do the right thing for the game and get it to an acceptable place. But the truth of the matter is this. Halo Infinite should still not be out. That's just the truth. It should not be out. Maybe you launch Halo Infinite in November of 2022 with Forge, with the co-op and these limited maps, and then you get you can get the next season in March. I think everybody would be okay with that. But the fact that you brought it out after a year delay, still in this much of an incomplete state, is disappointing to the community. You Anyone that's complaining today is justified in complaining because I think a lot of people have shown so much patience with this and we're still not to where it should have been at launch a year after launch and, and beyond i mean we're going to go 18 yeah. months beyond launch and it's still not going to be to where it needs to be ladies and gentlemen please welcome the man who hasn't had anybody on his couch for a long time and hasn't played halo in a long time it's andy cortez and what's up with this NVIDIA leak? Are we getting Bloodborne? What's happening <laughs> with it, Andy! everybody? This, no, no, Andy, don't be wrong. conversation. <laughs> Another big one, Paris, as well, as we look at it, right, as we start to year, hit the year marker, and then beyond that, right, no campaign DLC. Another big one here is what are we doing with this campaign? Are we going to sit on this for two years now and not get anything? We've gotten so many of these narrative events in the multiplayer, which, yes, in some facet is cool, but really... It is nothing compared to what we wanted with the, okay, bring us back to Chief and the pilot and the crew, and what are we doing over there? Where is the campaign DLC? It's it's going to be 16 to 18 months before we even get close to that. Yeah, and, and that's the crazy thing about all of this. You see the, the bones of Halo Infinite 
is good. It launched in a good state. We all agree on that. But the, this, and I'm doing air quotes, this being a live service game, you're not delivering the content to keep your community engaged. Now, I hope when Forge comes out in November and the community embraces this and some of these super talented designers out there create some crazy maps and modes and, you know, they're, it's all curated and we're just loving it and this is all forgotten. But how much of the community is going to come back at this point? That's the biggest question. And with that, with that for me, like just real quick, uh, I don't want to go too long on this, but two new maps in this year since this game launched is just it's unacceptable for what how good this game is and how good this game plays and how many easy wins there are. And for us to be this far into it and now they're okay, cool, we're getting two new maps. They're going to showcase what Forge can do. We know what that means. Like they were made entirely in Forge mode cool i'm sure they're gonna be great maps but it's like give us maps that aren't made in forge mode give us maps that are yes. like made for the game first like this kind of feels like a uh in previous editions of this game this is years in or this is like after there's already been 18 maps uh including old ones like at least give us the easy wins i know i'm a broken record about this but where's hang up high right where is lockout where is blood gulch where's battle creek like just if you're not gonna have new maps at least have old maps at least give the the geezers like me a reason to want to pop back in and have fun with the gameplay that admittedly is fantastic but if i had to guess if i had to guess and this is pure speculation on my part again when joe state was on xcast he hinted at the legacy maps are coming back i wonder if they're over because he even talked about in the video today they're they're doing some changes for the long-term health of the game right i'm wondering if things are being overhauled at the system level yes and that's part of the problem right now where the things that they want to integrate in the game the game engine simply isn't capable of doing that right now so they're overhauling that so by the time we do get to march or whenever of next year they're going to be able to start integrating these things in but is that too little too late that's the biggest now, the answer right is now. yes and we already know that and that's the saddest part right is that we're, we're such clowns sitting here still asking is it too little too late and we all fucking know <laughs> you know what i mean like that and that's the worst part is we we want this to be good we want yes. this to be the best that it can be but like it just yeah yeah i hope <laughs> you're wrong i truly hope you're wrong tim because when i'm playing halo infinite i have a freaking blast it is a fun oh, yeah. game but there's just not enough there to keep me coming back. And that's no, totally. been the, the whole thing that the community has been saying now for a year. But but Paris, like I can't be wrong because I'm already right. And it's the same thing. I'm right there with <laughs> I'm right there with you uh, of what you said going into this. This game could not just be okay. Like it's it's too little too late because we already we already lost that fight. Like, sure, at some point they might make Halo Infinite Infinite a the game that we all wanted it to be. At that point, it's not gonna be Halo Infinite anymore. It's gonna be something completely different. It'll be Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll talk yeah, a lot more on the kind of funny remember avengers yes, sure. uh, update 2.6 is launching this month now that we're in september you're getting no rest for the wicked war zone a new villain focused adventure for all players uh and then of course we're getting even deeper into that you're going to get uh, the next character is going to in fact be bucky barnes the winter soldier oh, uh, sure. course, don't forget the cloning lab that's right ladies and gentlemen the cloning lab that fran played accidentally when it was accidentally published in uh two years ago is about to release as well they're gonna oh, have yeah? more information on oh, that yeah? Soon, so don't worry oh about yeah? yeah oh yeah well we're getting two forge maps in november yeah. how about that take that how about that see that's take the thing that. though you don't understand avengers is such a great and detailed game that the clowns that play it could never make it you know what i mean we can never make it and then you guys are over there you guys that's you guys are a papa murphy's and we're a domino's all right i'm, I'm not the guy at domino's making the pizza i don't want this half-baked pizza i bring home i cook he's incredible papa murphy's <laughs> let's uh, go shout out, while we're talking about food thank you uh paris and mike uh, we're talking hey, about paris you rock see you homie all right see shout you. out to ms7 sanchez who tipped us 50 dollars and says lol just trying to support the so sport this is manny the bagel boy sanchez ms7 is my soccer initials and number and manny and then he says, Max says hi. If you remember Manny, the bagel boy Sanchez, of course, supported Legend. us getting ready. Uh, and then I tried to send Jason Trier over to his bagel place. I'm not sure if he ever went. And then he had a son. And then that's his son is Max. So hi, 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 Manny and Max. These are the kind of relationships we build with you, our supporters, and mainly the people on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games, you can ride in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do. And of course, you can watch us record a whole bunch of podcasts live days if not a day, before they go up anywhere else. However, right now, we're talking about Kind of Funny Games Daily, and that means the main benefit would be getting it ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You're not listening on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So here's a word from our sponsor. 
This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices. I love ExpressVPN. It is super simple to use. I feel safe across all of my devices, knowing that whether I'm on my desktop or my mobile phone, people aren't getting in there. I'm safe on the internet and what I look at, what I browse, that's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Chime. Like a cool breeze, Chime is a refreshing way to handle your money. There's no monthly fees, no maintenance fees, and no minimum balance fees. So it's how banking should be done. And when you need access to your money, you can do so fee-free at more than 60,000 in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens or 7-Elevens. You can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Chime, no monthly fees, no vibe killing fees sign up for a chime checking account it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games chime is a financial technology company not a bank banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp bank or stride bank na members fdic out of network atm withdrawal fees apply except at MoneyPass atm in a 7-eleven location and at all all point or visa plus alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. Tim, I know this is your first live stream on YouTube for Kind of Funny mm-hmm. Games Daily. Yes, and it we is. talked about it. You know, this is the experiment. It's been the Wild West. We're figuring it all out. So Manny the Bagel Boy Sanchez just had tipped us and we read his comment. Now Spider Manny, who I think is a different Manny, yeah, is tipping us as well. It's like, as a Halo fan, I feel like I've been taken advantage of due to my love of this franchise. Now it's the same, it's the it's the same Manny. You got bit by a spider in between. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to move on to number three on the Roper Report. This one's a super quick one. Assassin's Creed Mirage is now super real and super confirmed. Uh, Ubisoft put up the art you see there if you're watching, a little piece of key art, and then, of course, wrote with their tweet, Assassin's Creed Mirage is the next Assassin's Creed game. We can't wait to tell you more on September 10th at Ubisoft Forward, 9 p.m. CEST, 12 p.m. PT, hashtag Assassin's Creed. Tim, we'll be live reacting to that. Uh, yeah, starting there, actually, just to let everybody know, we will be live react. It's going to be a big old day of reactions uh, over here uh, on Kind of Funny uh, with the D23 Marvel and Lucasfilm studio panels uh, from 10 a.m. till noon. And then from noon after, we're going to be doing Ubisoft Forward. So that is Saturday, September 10th. Hang out with us all day. It's going to be an absolute blast. And thank God they're not overlapping with each other. So we'll be able to react to each one separately as opposed to at the exact same time. Like we had to do that one time with and Game man, Awards. Man, they didn't like that. Uh, People did three, not like Tim. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a classic mm-hmm. uh, content moment, though. There we go. Sephiroth uh, and Smash. We've uh, already talked about Mirage this yes. week. We talked about Mirage when it was rumored before as well, too. Of course, this is the one that was going to be DLC for Valhalla. It's, it has Bossom in it. I think I'm saying it right. And then now he... It, got spun off into its own game people are expecting it to be a smaller more contained more traditional assassin's creed uh, rumors right now we were talking about earlier this week talk about no dialogue choices not, none of the rpg stuff just a straight up smaller assassin's creed i think it's kind of cool i you know we'll have to wait and see bless and i, I think specifically uh the last couple months uh have been talking a lot about ubisoft and their place in the industry and how they kind of need a reboot a refresh of like what what does it mean to be a ubisoft game for so long that it it meant something. And then I feel like that something could be good or bad depending on the the year that we, we had going. But I feel like for the last couple of years, that hasn't meant anything. To be a Ubisoft game doesn't mean what it used to, right? So well, what do you mean? Anything. Like, Legitimately I mean, like, anything. Like right now, it's like, what is a Ubisoft game in 2022 besides a disappointment? I still think of Ubisoft as it is a giant open world checklist game. 
And I know that there are plenty of Ubisoft games that aren't that, but I still think that that's what it is. When I think of what Assassin's Creed became, the Far Cries, uh, Wildlands, which I'm being a little fast and loose there, Ghost Recon, I guess I should say. That's what it's meant to me for a long time. And for a while, that that was great, and I feel like everybody burned out on it. Yeah, totally. I feel like with that, it's like that is that's what it meant. I I would argue from like 2015 on, right? And like they kind of like created it. That's what a Ubisoft game is. But I think that so many of the towers and all those elements kind of just got adopted into games as a whole uh, across the industry. And so it's like we still would say, oh, it's a Ubisoft game. It's a Ubisoft game. But I feel like the last time we really were talking about that was what like Watch Dogs Legion, something like that, like like us getting assassin's creed and sure there are still going to be like a couple of the franchise titles but like i just feel like the identity of ubisoft like i have never been less hyped for uh a ubisoft showcase coming up than i am right now this wow. thing wow. it's happening cool it's like what 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 are they going to do what are they going to show and it just kind of just dance like, they are they are at their most predictable than they've ever been and that's saying something because they've been predictable in the past but there was always like this room for uh well there, at least there's a quality to Ubisoft. At least there's this thing. I feel like they've lost that now. And the Ubisoft conversation, like nine times out, out of 10 is like surrounding negative shit, whether it's the workplace mm-hmm. stuff, whether it's the NFT decisions, like um, whether it's projects that we've heard about once and then haven't heard about for fucking years after. And it's like, are they really actually going to happen? If they do happen, do we give a shit? Are they going to happen just because they have to like skull and bones? Like it's sure a Ubisoft game still exists in the way that we had known it the last decade but i think that what it means to be a ubisoft game today any compliment that that used to come with is gone sure that's fair that's fair that's fair yeah i i that's one of the reasons i do am interested in mirage like you know uh i i loved odyssey so much then i thought valhalla was just too much too big and i didn't care about avor but i enjoyed the gameplay of it so giving me an assassin's creed that i assume is going to be 20 hours if not less even i'd be down for that i'm down for that but again, we yeah. talked about that, so we'll find out soon enough. September 10th. That's a Saturday, huh? huh. Mm-hmm. Weird. Number four in the Roper Report. You might be getting a Zelda blowout in September. You down for that? You want to get blown out, Woo! Tim? More than anything, dude. I Tom mean- Ivan at VGC writes, a Nintendo Direct presentation focused on Zelda announcements will reportedly be held in September. That's according to Games Beat managing editor Mike Minotti and some guy who's a giant bomb reporter named Jeff Grubb, never heard of him, who were speaking on a podcast this week. <laughs> Quote, to be clear, guys, the one thing we are very, very sure is being announced at this Direct are the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ports for Switch, Minotti said. Quote, yeah, I think, th- I think there's going to be a lot of Zelda stuff at this thing, Grubb said. I think this is like a Zelda blowout for Nintendo. Uh, they go on to say 100% there's a Nintendo Direct in September. It's that simple. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Grab at it. Zelda stuff there. Uh, this is not a part in the Direct. And those are the things that we've been hearing. The specifics uh, that were name dropped were Twilight Princess and Wind Waker HD ports to the Switch. Uh, and they go on a little bit talk about a million stuff and other things. But this is Zelda blowout. Do it for you, Tim. Are you excited? Because I would really. Here's my. It's me. It's Greg. I love Wind Waker. I, and yeah. I loved it at the time. I'm not one of these people who came around otherwise. This gets this is exciting. I wanted more people's hands, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to replay Wind Waker. I'm I mean, people that'll be there. I, I feel like you're not going to at the end of the day. I know you're not going I'm not to gonna play. But, I'm telling you, I'm but, not gonna play. but I do think, though, Greg, that you, you could, you sure. would, and you'd enjoy it. Like, I oh, think yeah. that it's one of those if, if the timing were just right for Greg Miller in his life. Yeah. Yeah. If you give this thing a shot, you're going to finish it. Like I think it's that type it's of a great situation. Game. I love this. I don't game. think this go- in college. I, you kidding me? Come on. Yeah, but I, I do think that I mean, if you haven't played the HD version, like it's awesome. The the Wii U version yeah. that they yeah. they put. And now the if we were to have it way more streamlined. It's nice. If we were to have it properly handheld, um, and not having to do the weird shit you had to do with the Wii U. Sure. Remember. <laughs> We knew people that used to do that to figure out a way to play the Wii U port of Wind Waker on a plane, plugging it in. Wild. Uh, but anyways, we knew some straight stuff. psychopaths. A young man named uh, Jeff Grubbs Game Mess in the chat huh, uh, sent, sent $20 just to call us turds, which I really do appreciate. It's one no, of those I things like where he was calling himself and Mike Minotti turds because that seems mm. more. Oh, that does make mm. sense. Okay, cool. I was going to talk way. about what a toxic fan base Jeff Grubbs game mess fans what have a- that that's what they would come and do. And I guess it really reflects back on Giant Bomb, who will be getting a letter from me about how bad their fan base is. Maybe I'll go straight to their new owners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not that God. new anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the thing about this is, I Zelda stuff aside, I feel like a lot of that is. Um, 
quote unquote expected with nintendo can you ever expect anything besides everything like that's just how the shit works uh when it comes to a nintendo direct at this point in time i could not be more excited i think the playstation showcase and a nintendo direct the big proper big dogs not partner things not state of plays not this or that whatever the hell it's like no 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 no. this is the shit y'all been waiting for is so overdue on both fronts mm, where mm, we just need mm. to know what's the next phase of PlayStation look like after God of War and what the hell does Nintendo Switch look like right now? There is just so we we have answers in little tiny ways here and there. Obviously, we have Pokemon coming in November and stuff, but what's next? What does 2023 look like? We know Breath of the Wild. Is this where we finally start seeing a lot more of it? Adds up, makes sense. Dude, to that'd me. be awesome if they, if it was a true jeff grubb tm zelda blowout right where it just blows out your back end if it was hey here are these you know remasters are coming to switch and then on top of that here is your actual deep dive into breath of the wild 2 let's go hell yeah here's a title for breath of the wild 2 yeah straight up i I think we get a title i wouldn't be surprised if we get a date i think that uh getting the the ports of wind waker and twilight princess are a slam dunk i also think a metroid prime remaster of some sort is a slam dunk we have been saying they're slam dunks for five years so at some point you got to dunk or get off the pot you know what i'm talking about greg are you talking about at the zelda blowout you want to you, mm-hmm. you think you'd also get the metroid prime thing because i got reference in this yes. very long podcast thing uh based on what he's heard about the direct minati said everything outside of the twilight princess and wind waker announcements is speculation quote the metroid prime things seem like it should be happening it's a lot of remasters to announce in one thing but maybe that will be a little bit of the theme here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it might so. not be a Zelda blowout. It might be a remake, bro, a remake or a remaster blowout. I, I think it's going to be a Zelda. Well, I think it could be both, right? I feel like at the end of the day, it's splitting hairs on. I don't think they're actually going to theme it that way. We got a blowout direct coming up, everybody. Let's get blown out. It's great. I mean, it's so exciting. I'm I am very excited to be excited for Nintendo things it, again. If the, if it's a remaster blowout, Tim, do we finally get Galaxy Two? Or was it Galaxy? What was missing from the Mario thing? Two, right? Two. Mm-hmm. I I will be very surprised if we ever actually get Galaxy 2. And that bums me the hell out. But wilder things have happened, man. It's true. Uh, a lot of action over here in the chat. Uh, Manny Sanchez tipped again. Another $50. Manny, you are an owner of a small business in New York, and you have a wife and child. Stop doing this. He says, Spider-Manny is to Manny what shirtless Spider-Man is to Greg. Lol, nah, it's a different Manny. It's the Manny takeover. All right, good to know. And then Nerd Mazing says, Rock Chalk Jayhawk, Greg. To which, if I had the ability, I would just refund the fucking money and tell you to Rock Chalk Chicken Hawk. But actually, I'll just put you in timeout. There, you've been timed out. Damn. Jesus. Jesus. I, I rule an iron fist. Here's the thing. Greg Miller and Kind of Funny can't be fucking bought. All right. You want to give us money and then say stupid, ignorant things about Kansas. Like Kansas has the internet. Like they they got running water. They like, they got electricity over there. You're going to get, I'll take your money and I'll, I'll time you out. You know what I mean? You do it again. Nerd yeah, amazing. Don't lie to people like uh, about that, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I'm sick of this campaign that this is how Kansas gets people in. They mm. send out people to where there are amenities and things that aren't just a giant crater. And then they, they're like, you know, tell them how great it is. And then you come in, clocked on the head. You wake up. What are you in? Potato sack. You're living in Kansas now. There you go. <laughs> wow. Number five and final on the report, ladies and gentlemen, we have the top games on Steam Deck for August. Uh, this is a tweet that went up from Steam Deck or Steam, and it says, and just like that, August is over. Taking a quick look back, here are the top games on Steam Deck for the past month, sorted by total hours played. Top Ooh. of the list, Vampire Survivors. Then Cult of the Lamb, Elden Ring, Spider-Man Remastered, Stardew Valley, No Man's Sky, Hades, Multiverses, The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition, and Monster Hunter Rise. I I like this. I like that they're ranking it by hours played. That's a cool metric. And um, I also think this is an interesting list that is fun to look at as there's the big-ass top-tier AAA ps5 xbox uh series type games like marvel spider-man and elden ring but then there's also a lot of games that are right at home on the switch right like it being a handheld it sure. makes a lot of sense that vampire like survivors the, man come on now. uh like vampire survivors stardew valley hades right like these are definitely like switch type games so that's it's cool that um it, it shows that this the stream deck can steam deck steam deck steam deck. can do both and do both well and it is serving both audiences sure is i love my steam deck uh barrett of course is a deck boy with me deck boys deck boys but yeah i i vampire survivors i feel is like it's like a must if you have a steam deck that's just got to be on there it's on mine cult of lamb is where i reviewed it 
Elden Ring, I get. Spider-Man, I get. All these games I get. Would love to see Rumbleverse on there, but of course, Epic Game Store. You know how it goes. Uh, Tim, I can't wait to see what's at the top of the Steam Deck charts for this month, September. But October, it, I have to think way too hard what comes after September. October 1st is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show host each and every weekday. Breaking news. Mike uh, Kurzer, who I believe is Big Kurz, says, Greg, I know old game is old, but you can cheese trophies for the Kalabunga collection using the watch and takeover play function all wow. but two games. <laughs> Yo, Kalabunga collection, real quick, I just want to say. Do you know about this feature he's talking about? No. Really I mean, cool stuff. It sounds stuff. pretty self-explanatory now, but yeah. Like, it, it literally just lets the computer plays the game for you. So it's like you can let it play hard sections of the impossibly difficult NES turtles, right? Yeah. I, I've been playing the last couple of days and I just like I'm having so much fun just seeing things that I've never seen, seeing levels, seeing bosses. I'm like, whoa, there was more than just the opening three levels of this game. Rad. Well, now and now, now you got my attention over there. Out today, Gerda Flame in Winter is available on Switch and Steam. There's a launch discount of 10% for the first week. Uh, the award winning Razer Kishi V2 is now available for iPhone. Uh, Owns and Master is out on PC, Xbox, and Switch. Uh, GTA Online has an update. The Declassy uh, Vigiro ZX Muscle Car makes its debut in GTA Online this week, available for purchase. Meanwhile, the Sprunk vs. E. Cola Showdown is heating up on a second week. Those on Team Sprunk can share their true colors with a free pair of green oversized shades. And what are you saying? Vehicles. If you play GTA Online, there's an updated content. That's what I'm saying. All right? Is that what you want, Tim? It's not about freaking Kirby. You don't care. Uh, Chenzo Club launches today on Steam, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, uh, all for $14.99. Ooh, Blitz is exiting early access on Switch, Xbox, and the Epic Game Store. Amber, if you're buying it on Epic Game Store, use the creator code, kind of funny. Uh, Amber City is out today on Steam. Uh, Restless Soul, a comedic, ghostly adventure game from the video game publisher Graffiti Games, is now available on Switch and Steam for $14.99. And then Hell Pie will be out on Switch today. Uh, Andy Cortez, the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat, Latino heat, clicking heads and ripping shreds, globe trot and headshot. And from Twitch.tv, Andy Cortez, you've joined. The, what's up? Uh, sorry, I got here a little bit late. I, you all were talking about uh, Steam Deck earlier. Yeah. And I I haven't played this, the What's on Deck theme song in about two months now. Like, do you Thank want you. me to do it? or? I'd love it. Yeah. If we could hit the, everybody, we have a theme song for this segment called What's on Deck. We're not going to do it, but we did talk about Steam Deck, so we could use it. Yeah, please. We go can ahead. maybe just edit this, edit all this. We're not going to do that. We're not no. live right now. Sure. All right, here we go. Do you know what's next? Here's what's on deck. Thank you so much, Andy. That was great. Yeah, I appreciate. I love you. it. I th I thought Andy was going to come in and be like, "Oh, sorry, I want to talk about Halo." <laughs> New dates for you. King of Retail will leave early access on September 14th, 2022. Uh, Tim, we asked people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screwed up. Kebabs wrote in to correct Paris Lily. It has been 10 months since Halo Infinite launched. It will be a year old in two months in November. Thank you, Kebabs. Fuck you. No, don't thank him for that. Don't thank him for that. You're unthanked, Kebabs. Why? He just, uh, Paris had the wrong, he said he wasn't good at math and he answered it's the question. It's a turn of phrase. He don't know what we're saying here. God damn, man. Okay. Uh, we asked people to squad up. This is where you can write in to be part of the show and then tell us where you want to squad up and play games together. I usually do all that stuff. It's a different one today. The one, the only, Radic. That's right, from CD Projekt Red and CD Projekt has written in to invite you all to a party. He says... A cool opportunity for all kind of funny best friends will be at PAX West this week. CD Projekt Red will be hosting a pre-premiere two-episode screening of its upcoming Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime series this Sunday in Seattle, Washington. It's a limited seating event, and all interested kind of funny best friends can get their tickets at cp2077.ly slash Seattle, all lowercase. cp2077 for Cyberpunk 2077. You got that. .ly slash Seattle. So if you're going to safe, if you're going, I'm sorry, I got thrown off here. Uh, in the chat, PJ Roronoa says anime is whack. Well, well, come on now, hold on. What anime ain't whack? They I made a bunch of good ones. They got that Batman manga. Uh, anyways, Radic, go hang out. Go hang out. Watch uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners in Seattle. CP2077.ly slash Seattle if you want to go hang out. Tim? Yeah. That's it. We got another one in the bank. Wow. We're not done. 
Of course, mm. you and I have a post show to do on yes, patreon.com slash kind of funny games that you can get later. Uh, of course, you could go there to get your name right on the show. You could go there to get the <laughs> show ad free. You could go there to watch us record things live like PS I Love You, XCast, all that jazz, and support us if you think we're doing a good job. However, if you are not joining us, no big deal. Uh, it will be Tim and Blessing tomorrow on Kind of Funny Games Daily, the final day of the YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games live experiment for Kind of Funny Games Daily. Uh, if you want to right now, keep watching something live because you're watching live, you can go to twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games where Snowbike Mike and Andy will be playing Midnight Fight Express and Rumbleverse and having a great time. I'm very jealous that I won't be able to join them for Rumbleverse, a game I am obsessed with, but you know it. What I'll do later, uh, since I'm going to miss it because I'm busy, is go to youtube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays where we put up all the archives from Twitch and have a great time. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna play Rumbleverse like me, use the creator code. Kind of funny. Even if you're uh, here's the thing, you're like I'm not. It's a free game, Greg, and I'm not gonna buy anything before you download it. Just put in kind of funny on the creator code thing. I swear it helps us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games. Of course, like I said, ad free post show we're gonna go do right now all that jazz can't catch you live uh, on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games next week youtube.com slash kind of funny games uh today tomorrow then of course you can get it on demand uh youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and podcast services around the globe you might say you know what i'm not gonna subscribe i'm not gonna listen i'm not gonna go like it on spotify or any of these things then you would look like ushi remember that guy ushi kicked in the mm-hmm. head by a horse wakes yep. up doesn't know that microsoft bought activision blizzard doesn't mm-hmm. know that it's married is that what you mm-hmm. want in your life don't not be like ushi Be like OM Jesus. All right. Yes. Yes. The goat. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.